We just had a weekend of pro-Palestine and pro-Hamas protests across the country, including in Washington, D.C., where these activists scaled the White House fence carrying a Palestine flag. They were defying secret service orders and vandalizing federal property and rioting. But of course, it's different for them. These are protests of passion, not of violence. We can't actually be wondering why this is happening or how this is happening when we are seeing the destruction of our nation at every level, especially in the schools. And today I want to talk about what's happening in our schools again that is actually creating these social justice warriors, these children who come out of school and become activists for the radical left socialist Marxist agenda. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast, where we break down one of today's hot topics. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America, which started in Washington State as Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen who are working hard to encourage, empower, equip, and educate citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change in their local community their state, and even on a national level. You can learn more about our organization, the work that we're doing, and how you can get involved and how you can support us. Head on over to our website at conservativeladiesofamerica.com. That's conservativeladiesofamerica.com. Well, happy Monday, friends. I wish I had something more positive and encouraging to share with you today. And I'll be really honest, I'm I'm pretty uh, discouraged right now and I'm pretty heavy hearted. It was a weekend of a lot more pro Hamas, pro terrorism, pro Palestine protests across the country. And I feel like there's such a huge portion of the population, the quote normies, if you will, who don't understand what's going on, who don't understand how we got here and I don't understand how people don't understand. If you look at just the last three and a half, four years alone, it's very clear and very obvious how we got here. I mean, we had free American citizens at the grocery store standing on red dots to stay six feet apart of one another. We had arrows in the grocery store aisle that we were supposed to follow. So we would only go in one direction. Are you kidding me? This was never about a pandemic or a virus. I believe that a lot of these measures were about, let's see how compliant these people are going to be. And a lot of people were compliant. And when people were not compliant, say they didn't wear the mask or they didn't get the shot or they walked the wrong way in the grocery store because it was silly and ludicrous what they were doing. And common sense says, this isn't going to work. Those people were criticized. Those people were vilified. I remember just three years ago, if you didn't, you know, agree to mask or social distance, you couldn't go to Thanksgiving. I mean, there were families that did that. In 2021, after the uh, 
mRNA shot came out, those holidays were, well, if you weren't vaccinated, then you couldn't come to the holidays. You couldn't come to Thanksgiving dinner. Families were torn apart. Friendships were torn apart. I remember when uh, in King County, Washington, when we were living in Washington, they started a uh, vaccine passport. And if you didn't have your vaccine passport, you could not get into restaurants and businesses. And they were required by the health department, the businesses were to require citizens to show their papers upon entry. Well, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that. I'm an American. I'm a free person and I'm not going to do that. So if I walk into a restaurant and they want me to show my papers, I'm sorry, I'm going to turn around and walk out. And I did. I mean, my friends, some of my friends that were vaccinated, you know, they would say, Hey, let's go to such and such restaurant sorry, I can't go there. We're going to have to go somewhere in a different County because I'm not going to do that. And, um, you know, we just, we have seen this over the last three and a half years, sort of a conditioning of where we are now. Even if you look at the George Floyd riots and how really, you know, black lives matter really rose up during the George Floyd riots during the summer of 2020, when they, you know, in Seattle, everybody knows about the Chaz chop zone where they overtook an entire city block. The chief of police in Seattle handed over the, uh, West precinct of Seattle police department to the Antifa BLM rioters and the city council, the Marxist city council people in uh, Seattle, they did that as well. And they handed it to them. They opened the doors of city hall for these people to come in. If we look at all these things, we can't be surprised at where we are today. This is the expected result. This isn't something that happened that they didn't want. This is exactly what they wanted. This is exactly the outcome that all of this has been leading up to. And we're not even like, this isn't even the climax of where we're going with this. This is going to get much worse. And I don't know how you get the cat back in the bag. And as you look at these protests that are happening around the country with hundreds and thousands of people, and you just wonder where did they come from? Well, they are all part of the Antifa, George Soros, the whole Democrat machine is making this happen. They're funding this and you have organizations like Black Lives Matter. Their sole purpose is to create activists, to organize and to orchestrate these types of events throughout the country to disrupt and dismantle society as we know it. And on my last episode, I talked a lot about decolonization in the classroom. And today, what I want to talk about with you is Black Lives Matter at school. That's actually the official name of their organization is BLM at school, BLMAS. And many schools participate in BLMAS. And when we look at Black Lives Matter being in the schools, it makes it really easy to see how our our young people are going from the the classroom to the protest. So I kind of I just want to walk you through it. I've been looking at Black Lives Matter in the classroom for quite a while, uh, but recently on October seventeenth, BLM at school released a statement 
a pro-Palestine statement. And so I'm going to read you a little bit of their statement. So this was issued October 17th, 2023. We open our hearts to the anger, the fear, and the rage that many are feeling. We feel grief alongside and with you and are committed to the responsibility we have to education and young people. We remain steadfast in our commitment to nurturing a shared vision to collectively love and care for one another as global and extended intergenerational families. BLM at school wants to be clear in our recognition that this unfolding loss of Palestine and Israeli lives is the direct result of decades of Israelite settler colonialism, land dispossession, occupation, blockade, apartheid, and attempted genocide of millions of Palestinians. Palestinians are reminding us that decolonization is not a metaphor or abstraction, but requires real daily struggle. Education should be wielded in service of struggle. The ongoing fight to hashtag teach truth in the U.S. must include Palestinian existence, resistance, culture, global contributions, and the ongoing struggle to realize a free Palestine. It also must directly name the ways that U.S. imperialism has fueled and supported apartheid and war crimes. Educators need resources, support, and protections that honor the enduring struggle for realizing Palestinian justice. This is our offering at this time. BLM at school has made it very clear that they do not mind the slaughter of the concert goers, the kidnapping and rape of women, the murder and beheading of babies. They've made that really clear. What I have to wonder is will our education institutions, systems here in America, take a look at this and say, we aren't going to have an organization that supports terrorists in our schools. I doubt it. I think though that this is a great opportunity for red states, especially to pass legislation that bans Black Lives Matter at school and does not allow the teachings of this organization to be done in government-funded schools. If private schools want to have them, that's their business. But as far as taxpayer dollars, funding this kind of indoctrination of our children is absolutely wrong and we should not be paying for it. It'll be interesting to see if state legislatures around the country come up with uh, legislation that would ban this. It is something that has been brewing in most schools for many years now that a lot of people aren't even aware of. You can go to your school district's website and I would just type in BLM at school in the search engine or spell it out Black Lives Matter at school. Because they have their BLM at school week of action, which happens in February, a lot of them will post uh have something on their website about BLM at school and promotional materials and additional reading and resources that families and students can utilize. So I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like and what's already in schools. A couple of years ago, I did a blog on this, which I will have linked in the show notes if you want to go back and read it. And I'm just going to read you uh, bits and pieces from this. 
I wrote two years ago, in recent years, Black History Month has been hijacked by Black Lives Matter with many public schools implementing Black Lives Matter at school and starting the month of February with Black Lives Matter Week. I don't know a single person who doesn't believe that Black Lives Matter and should matter just as much as any other life. But Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization that promotes queer and transgenderism and promotes the disruption of the nuclear family. Not exactly subjects we think of when we consider teaching Black history and honoring Black History Month. They had um, on their website that they have since taken down, but it got captured by the Wayback Machine, which captures previous web content in case they, they pull it down. And from their website that has since been changed, one of the things they talk about in their different platforms is they say, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by, requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. You've probably heard this a lot from the Biden administration and Secretary Cardona of Education, where they talk about our children. There, You can see if you listen carefully and you're paying attention to the language, there is an effort to make children more of a community uh, property, if you will. They're certainly not property of anybody, but um, I'm not thinking of the, the correct word for it at the moment. But you ha you'll notice this, you know, they are our children. They're the nation's children. They're America's children. They're the community's children. You'll notice that fathers are missing from this equation, and that's all part of their effort to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. We know that fathers are the foundation of strong families. And if you remove fathers from the family, you are weakening, you are destroying the family structure, the God-designed structure of the family. That is very much a part of BLM, the, the parent organization, as well as BLM at school. Continuing on with this post I wrote a couple years ago, the Black Lives Matter at School organization comes with a list of demands. Now, their demands, I'll just kind of go through these really quickly. The demands include end zero tolerance discipline and implement restorative justice. Now, restorative justice is a topic for another episode. It is very disruptive and it is very destructive and being implemented in public schools across the country. It is very bad and it does not solve the problem. And it's one of the reasons why we are seeing so many uh, discipline and behavior issues in our public schools. Hire and retain black teachers, mandate black history and ethnic studies. And I've talked about ethnic studies before. I've written a deep dive on ethnic studies. I'll link that also in the show notes. But ethnic studies is critical race theory, CRT by a prettier name. It's all part of the decolonization movement. Uh, and then they want to fund counselors, not cops. So they do not want safety resource officers. They want mental health counselors at school. That's all part of their demands. 
also on their list for their agenda is we foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless she, he, or they disclose otherwise. Um, all part of the the queer theory movement and what we're seeing with gender identity being pushed into the schools, which is also being pushed in through SEL, social emotional learning. As you see, this is all very interconnected. It's like a web, which I talk about um, legislation as a web. Well, the SEL and Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, decolonization, comprehensive sexuality education all of that stuff is also very much a web it's all interconnected it all has the same bottom line intention and purpose and that is to indoctrinate your kids with a marxist ideology now i agree it is important that we teach our students black history and there's no shortage of amazing material out there that teaches black history and i believe that we must teach the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think we need to be very honest about black history and the roots of slavery in our country and, and all of the aspects of, of black history and how we got from there to here because there's a lot of good involved too. And so I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't teach black history in schools. We very much should. But having a Marxist organization like Black Lives Matter at school or Black Lives Matter, the parent company, organization is not what we want for educating our children and indoctrinating them with critical race theory and the LGBTQ ideology. One of the things that they also do is they bring in the current events into the classroom. So what's happening in Israel, they're bringing this conflict into the classroom, but they're putting their spin on it. Their Marxist communist spin, which is in favor of a terrorist organization. They are in favor of destroying Israel. They don't seem to have a problem with the fact that women were raped, babies were killed and beheaded, and the paragliders that came in and destroyed thousands at that concert. They don't have a problem with that. And so they're going in there with their narrative, with their agenda and talking to the children about that. So I talk about this a lot. It's imperative that you communicate with your children because if you don't talk to them about these things that are going on in our world, they're getting it at school. And this has been going on for a long time. I remember when my oldest was in school and she graduated nine years ago and they had, you know, CNN in the classroom. And it's been going on for a long time. I mean, public schools have been leftist run and dominated for decades. This is not new, but it has definitely sped up incrementally in the last five to 10 years. So please communicate with your children. They need to know what you believe. You are responsible for indoctrinating your kids in your way. Children are going to get indoctrinated. We hear the word indoctrination and we think of it as a bad word. You have an opportunity to indoctrinate them with your ideology, or they're going to go to school and they're going to get BLM at school or some other leftist organization's ideology, and they're going to believe that. I mean, we've taught our kids, you go to school and you respect your teachers and your teachers know best and your teachers know things. 
That's not the case anymore. And it's actually very dangerous to send our kids into the classroom without arming them with the truth and teaching them to be critical thinkers. The whole idea here, as I talked about in the last episode, is to raise up these kids to be little soldiers for their movement. They're very well organized. They have been very strategic very persistent with their agenda for a very long time. And it's important that we understand what the agenda is. So when we see this, we're not, you know, oh my goodness, I'm so shocked. I don't know how this happened. If you've been paying attention, if you've been reading history, if you've been critically thinking about all these different pieces that have been coming at us for the last several years, you must look at this and understand that it is all, it is all, part of the plan. It is all by design. And the other side, they are not surprised by this. This is what they wanted. Why is there no outrage from the White House about the vandalism on the White House gates? Because they're not upset about this, because this is all part of the plan. It's time for us to wake up and to realize that we are in a time of choosing. We don't have time to be polite to be moderate, to be squishy, we have to take a stand. And we are in a very serious spiritual battle. We are good and evil, light and dark happening right now. We have to choose a side. We have a choice between freedom and tyranny. That is where this is going. And it is my hope that more people start realizing that and wake up and understand what time it is and that we have a choice to make. And I hope that the majority of people will understand that what we're seeing right now isn't what we want for this country. We have to save this country. So I hope that you will check out the links in the notes because there's more resources in the notes with links to the BLM at school stuff. I hope that you will go to your school district's website, even if you don't have kids in school, just go to the school district that's in, that's in your local area search it up, see if they have BLM at school, and then write a letter to the school board and and tell them, know that in light of current events, that you would like them to remove this from the school. I mean, think of if everybody took an opportunity to make their voice heard on this one issue, it would be huge. So please take the time to do that. Please read the resources I'm linking and please share this episode with your friends, share it on social media. If you haven't done so yet, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 